0: I'm Sam Daniels. I'm here with Ken Sugira. We're the authors of Buying Property in the USA, a foreign investor's guide. The book which tells you all you need to know is about entering the U.S. property market. And how are you going, Ken? Uh, great, thank you. How are you, Sam? Very good, very good. Um, now, next chapter, we're talking a bit about today about um, for, for investors that have um, got a foothold or are contemplating it about how to um, leverage up or um, use other people's money to boost your returns. Now, um, perhaps if you you're probably more expert than me in this, um, given your background, Ken. So why don't you talk about um, the current situation about um, credit availability in the U.S. and, and whether where the foreigners have even got a chance at tapping into that credit?
1: Yeah, I think the um, the reason why U.S. property markets U.S. properties are so cheap at the moment is because the bank's not lending to anyone. Yeah. You know, so that's why it's a cash-only market and. Um, and let's face it, in 2008 banks had too much exposure to property and they realised that um, the value has gone down, they had to get rid of them yep. so the banks have been seller rather than buyers themselves yep. and all, uh, why would they lend to the same market they yep. really screwed over so that's the view that general, generally speaking the US has that situation at the moment uh, but you know, if you look at uh, this situation from the positive angle. Um. You know, as I said, that's why it's cheap. Yeah. That's why if you have a, you know, some cash, you can buy those uh, properties which normally cost, for example, $100,000 to build. You can buy a fraction of that value. The, the yeah. So, I mean, my view is at the moment, if you have cash, use cash wisely to buy those cheap properties. Yeah. And as the U.S. market, uh, credit markets start to uh, be a little bit uh, easier and friendlier, to to borrowers then use the debt gradually to apply to the market and leverage up yes and so in other words increase your bet yes as the market start to recover I think that when the market because the property market is so subject it is a function of the credit market if the uh-huh. credit is more available usually the market start to go up so mm. as the market the credit start to loosen up I think we'll be able to tap into those credit and apply the money to increase your bet and you, you, you have, you know, you may be able to enjoy the more capital gains. Uh
0: However, at the moment, it's not that easy. Uh, yes, very true. Now, just to give a brief recap, um, you know, we're talking about investing in the distressed property market as foreign investors. Now, none, it won't surprise too many of you listening or reading the, the book that the US can be a somewhat inward-looking country, and um, if they're not lending domestically at all but the, the, the best credit risks, then um, despite what you read or hear, um, a, as a foreigner, it is very, very, very difficult to, to, at the moment to find finance. Now, you know once we got our toehold in this market we we realized its potential we wanted to um, repeat the deals that we were doing again and again and again and, and we spent a lot of time in uh, investigating various options for finance and to be, I think to be frank, there are none, um, unless you're talking about hard money or private lenders or vendor finance, which we'll talk about a bit more. I mean, I want to. It's kind of that statement is relevant to today. It may be different in three months' time or six months' time, but I reckon people are buying this book for our frank advice, and um, we can save them a lot of time. I think by saying, despite banks offering what they call a foreign national loan, or um, you know, saying initially that they'll finance you, all too often and there'll be a clause that knocks you out, whether it's the high fees or, you know, some document or visa that you don't have. Um, You know, at the moment, we think it's probably better to, to look at other sources of finance. Is that right?
1: Yes, I think so, Sam. Um, generally speaking, we, we both of us have tried really hard last year, particularly yeah. to look for um, the U.S. source of um, uh, bank finance and uh, all sorts of, you know, uh, access to debt. But generally speaking, it's, we haven't really come across with anything which is just really, um, you know, suits our needs. Yeah. Generally speaking, high fees, high interest, low LBR, and slow, so execution, time. execution, too much paperwork, <laughs> uh, all sorts of reasons. So, yeah. I mean, um, hard money, private lenders—they are obviously lending you at 10 percent because uh, the you know they think that you'll be making more than ten percent. Yeah. From the from being equity investor rather than debt investor. Uh, yeah. Debt you know, lender. So uh, you have to find a really good properties to, to be able to make sure that you can pay service 10% the debt back yeah. with the so fees, yeah. The fees. So um and and often sometimes uh, you know it's a very short term finance and after three years you have to refinance, you have to find the
0: find the next lender Yeah, yeah, there's no guarantee no of being guarantee. able to roll it over. Yeah, that's very yeah. risky. Yeah. We might talk about um, those those various financing financing options down the track, but first, I um, I'll just very briefly go over. Um, our, our approach is that you have to kind of be creative, and um, in our situation, um, our home country is um, or for me is Australia, and the situation where the currency is perceived to be at a very high rate, um, which you know no no one's got a crystal ball, but the thinking is that ultimately it will drop. Um, so that's made me a bit more comfortable about taking on um, debt from Australia to invest which I've got to pay back in Australian dollars and to invest in in the US and you've got to we talk about being creative I mean it's as simple as you know trying to perhaps you could borrow some money off family or um, borrow against a stock portfolio or release some equity in your home if you have one in in Australia if you're serious about doing this um, you know we think the timings right and you know it's a bit unorthodox but that, that's what it takes I think doesn't it if you do want to work your way through this process Problem.
1: That's right. If you have a uh, you know like a home home equity back home, you could probably use that as a um, as a as a vehicle to fund the uh, investment. Uh, you may have some pension you know saving which you may be able to borrow against. Or yeah, I mean or I mean sometimes the easiest way is just you, you talk to your friends and family to 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 borrow. Yeah, uh, but I think it's working back home in your home ter- you know territory is sometimes much easier than uh, yeah. finding a, a lender in um, in the current American market uh, yeah. except for the, the as you said it's 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 the situation as of today but uh, we've started to see some some banks in the US uh, who are used to having foreign uh, clients started to you know, offer um, um, competitive sort of uh, products. Yeah, so I think that's um, you know, you have to probably find your way to get to get access to those type of uh, small number of uh, institutions. Uh, but certainly, it's not impossible, but it's not uh, uh, it's not it's not uh, easy. The other thing I wanted to say is that often some wholesalers offer you uh, a deal with uh, finance attached to it. But if you uh,
0: before you go on, Ken I should point out that yeah. we will mention those banks in the book, so buyers of yeah. the of the book of course, will have access to the tried and true route which we 've worked out but sorry, go on
1: that 's great yeah, and um, I think um, you know, those wholesalers who basically uh, offer you uh, bank loan packaged. Property. Uh, sometimes you have to look at the uh, property in uh, without the finance, and often sometimes it's all bundled up, and prices are all pre-marked up. Yeah. So, so um, you know you may be putting 50% equity in a deal. Yeah. Actually, that you could buy the same house for 50% of the buy. <laughs> yes, exactly. So my approach is uh, rather than doing a package deal, I'll. I'll, I'll but one option is that we keep buying all this property in cash accumulate them yep. when the credit credit markets start to loosen up we go to the bank then refinance. and do that refinance equity release and yep. use the money to put uh, to buy more yeah and that maybe um that may also help you to uh, compete in terms of speed to the, yeah. and close the deal
0: yes uh, yeah because uh, the holy grail is separating the the finance from the asset isn't it because a foreclosure deal or distressed asset you have to you yeah. got to 10 days to get quick. Do good. That's right.
1: So uh, I think that's uh, that's the sort of a strategy I'll be looking at which is equity release um um, you know, finance refinance option
0: down the track, but at the moment, equities, cash is king. Cash is king, yeah, very true. Now, um, you talked about a little bit about whether the, the seller will offer finance, and that's um, for just for the purpose of um, nomenclature, that's what they call a vend- vendor finance deal. Now, can you tell us a bit about um, what's a what's a hard money loan? Because people who check this out will get realize that they can't get it from an orthodox bank, and then a vendor or someone will say to them, "Well, oh, you can do it via." hard money, what, what, what does that mean? Hard money, I
1: mean private lenders and have money you know there's not a clear distinction but it's effectively the bunch of uh, people who are you know sort of investors who want to lend money yeah. as a as a debt and that's yeah. that's, the, that's it it's they're not financial institutions they could be just a bunch of rich people yeah. putting money together they could they could buy their property themselves but they couldn't be bothered to be the equity investor in the in the property so they're just, they just
0: don't want to deal with the tenants or they they yeah. just
1: think the 10% uh, debt return is Better than say 20% potential equity return uh, yeah. in uh, property. So with little less work. Less work. I mean, you know, that's another way of you know being exposed to the market. If you want to have just a 10%, you could be a, a hard money lender yourself. Uh, yeah, plenty of wholesalers in America who love to talk to you. With, <laughs> up with being a you are sugar daddy uh, hard money lender.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. But the, the characteristics of these loans are, um, as you mentioned briefly before, a high interest rate, usually probably 10 or 11 yeah, percent. Even 15, yeah. And a yeah. uh, high upfront fee, um, although the banks will try to charge that too. And a, uncertain, um, a shorter and more uncertain time frame. Um,
1: That's right. Yeah. So, and also, you have to, obviously you have to be able to make more than 10 or 15 percent, so that yeah. otherwise it just doesn't make sense. You're going Backwards, yeah. So, uh, I just think that um,
0: we've no, you now never done a deal like this. Nah, have we?
1: I think it's better to to find a source in your home country yeah. than you know using other collateral or security to to borrow even cheaper. Yeah, know? I know some people in Japan borrowing. Um, you know, uh, money on the credit card is you know, less than 3%. You know? Yes. So um, if you think hard, you may be able to do
0: really a lot of exotic stuff. Yes. With yeah. money. You've got to, got to be creative. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, what else? Uh, we t- also wanted to talk briefly about, um, I mean, it's probably beyond the scope of this book, but some investors might find or um, that the self-managed super funds are a suitable vehicle for U.S. property investment. What do you think about that?
1: I think that's a sensible thing to do. Um, Obviously, um, there is a question about... Know, putting all the eggs in one basket. If you're yeah. already investing heavily outside the super or pension, and then you're putting all the money in the super as well in uh, one market, I mean it's a huge exposure. Yeah. You have to be strongly convinced <laughs> that this is the, this is one egg you, know, you want to bet on. Um, but you know, I think if you don't have other exposures and and then you want to you don't need a cash flow right now, but you want to save it for your uh, retirement. I mean, superannuation or retirement money investment is just really makes sense. Um, my view is that we, you know, it may not take that long to get um, a capital gains in the U.S. Yeah. So if you're 25 and you think that the U.S. is going to give you a great superannuation right, estate yeah. and when you're th- you know, you 65 and 40 years is a pretty long <laughs> time to be... <laughs> putting the money away. we
0: might have so, been through another two boom yeah, and busts be, by
1: yeah, $20, then. $20,000 house could be at $2 million by then, but, you know, <laughs> which is probably a nice thing. Um, and... Uh, yeah, but I think all sorts of way of raising money is, uh, you, you know, you basically think laterally. And it's yeah. not a lot of money you need to be participating in the U.S. market. You know, as I said, you know, unless you're buying a, a million-dollar house, its, it's uh, houses are a lot cheaper in America
0: than in most countries, Yeah, countries. Oh, dramatically cheaper, yeah. But I think the, the strategy you've outlined, the one that we're pursuing is um, for, for the, the current times, it's probably... The Best one. I kind of think of it mentally as a sort of beachhead strategy, where you use the cash to sort of build a beachhead, and then exactly. we, to, we try and firm up the supply lines with um, yeah. reequity, well, with yeah. our equity release, yes. you know, down the track. Yeah. At yeah. least then we don't miss th- the bottom. You know, exactly. Like,
1: I think, yeah, I think the, Sam, that's a very sensible thing to do. When market moves, it's really quick, so you want to have put your finger in the, all the pies, so that make sure uh, you have the exposure. and Then at least you have some exposure by that you know that way. Then as you feel as time go past and you feel more convinced about the direction of the market, you obviously be naturally thinking about putting more money back into the market anyway. So that through um, debt, um, leveraging up is uh, is is uh, you feel that.
0: it's a part of, you know, it's a very natural thing to do. What's a good level of um, leverage, in your view, for the current climate? Well, uh, that's a million-dollar question. <laughs> I mean, textbook answer is
1: always, oh, okay, 70% LVR or 50% or some people, you know, you know, REITs and, you know, had a very big... Uh, exposure to debt and and they had to really go burnt and now they're right, down to yeah, 30% yeah. of LBR. Yeah. Debt. I mean, it's all relative, you know, what do you want from the market and uh, that's from the strategy, but um, I know some people go for 100% or even 150%. Uh, <laughs> Depends depending on how comfortable you are with debt, how how convinced you are about uh, about the de- about the market. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing is that you have to, one thing you have to be clear about is that um, you have to be able to um, have the cash flow to service the debt. Yes. So long as you can do that, you, you could have a positive carry rather than negative carry.
0: But so the the, yeah. the other important thing that you need to remember is that, as we've discussed in previous podcasts and we do discuss in the book, is that cash flow can be a bit lumpy, you know. Like That's right. Don't yeah. see because you see 20 20% net yield that every month necessarily there's going to be a check for, you know, um, one one twelfth of the annual rent in your bank account because it, it just doesn't work that way, you know. That's so you right. need buffers basically.
1: Yeah. I think in case of the US, particularly in the lower end of the market, um, ev- a lot of evictions and vacancies, you know, to me it's not a big issue because, uh, you yeah. know, rental market's very tight. Yeah. I think the biggest issue is eviction yeah. and uh, delinquencies because. Yeah. Uh, Job market is still fragile, yes. particularly in the bottom end of the, uh, the labour market. market. Yeah. So, um, relying on the cash flow just because it says 20%, oh, okay, I can leverage up to whatever amount of money, yeah. just to service debt from that income, yeah. is is a very risky proposition. Yeah. And you have to have a other income to
0: support that. You might or, might be better off using the 50% rule. Other, right. there's, a, there's a number of rules which we talk about in the book and um, which are better approximations of actual return. You know, we're not trying to talk you out of this. We still think it's a great investment, but we just don't want... We want to offer genuine advice that's useful to to readers, you know, Um, and, you know, leveraging up based on the um, nominal net yield is not always the smartest buy.
1: I think, Sam, you asked previously the the question about how much debt is you feel, you know, you feel comfortable with. My threshold for the starters is that if you have a hundred percent, you know, zero debt person. If you're a zero debt p- person, first uh, increment will be thirty percent. uh Try thirty percent, which is r- quite uh, conser- very conservative figure. Yeah. So if you have a million in the property, you borrow three hundred. Yeah. And then see how that goes in the first year. Yep. And if you oh, okay, that's, everything's going really well, and then I can service debt, and then and actually the value is going up. The next yep. level you should go for is fifty percent. Yeah. and then and then again you go and and then you know you go and away for a year see how it feels and then in, in doing really well then your next one is probably 70 percent yeah and then after that it's a it's a real professional market <laughs> sort of thing you might want to go 100 or 150 or whatever <laughs> but generally speaking 30 50 70 is the increment that I tend to use and the As one. you become more and more convinced about that market
0: and we're coming to the end of our, t- our time but the one final point I think to make on this is that we've been talking about risk a little bit in the, the, just the last five minutes and um, the risk in the US but we, people need to remember also that you know that if, you, if you're looking at two alternatives looking in, investing in your home market and investing in the US there's risk in investing in your home market as well particularly if you're coming from for example London or um, you know perhaps Canada, Vancouver or something or Sydney or Melbourne or um, all of these markets you know I mean if you're going to buy a, the median house um, you're looking at 450 in perhaps Melbourne and five, 500 and something or whatever in Sydney, um, you're going to have to take on a lot of debt for that, aren't you? And your cash flow, if it's an investment property, is going to be negative. So then you're reliant wholly on capital gains, and and will they come? Who knows?
1: Yeah, Sam. For example, I sold uh, a, a small house in New Zealand, which is in a town of the s- the size of the population is 5000. Mm-hmm. And for the same money, I was able to buy two houses in Atlanta with the size of population <laughs> 5 million people uh, headquarters of Coca-Cola yeah. CNN and what did they say about the uh, relative value. and that's a sort of I mean if you have, if you're well traveled you, you visit all those different cities and you just sort of you know if you have a spare weekend you walk in front of all those uh, you know uh, real estate agents and you see all those houses the values of them and you know if you go to the US you just you know you look at and start to wonder how much they would, they would cost in your home country. Yeah, and, and that's a quite in- interesting, and it's a hunch too. You know, you, you sort of generates apply that um, the, the the valuation concepts and then and you're just wondering why things are so cheap yeah in America at the moment
0: all right forgive us we might have wandered off track a little bit towards the end but um, it's just always worth considering you know um, the, the the risks and gains of alternatives you know there's always a, um, a number of choices an investor can make but look thanks again Ken and I, I learned something from you today and think um, I think hopefully our readers will will too. Um, So thanks very much and we'll um, be back again next time. Thank you, Sam.